Hello and thanks once again for listening to the 177 Nations of Tasmania podcast. Your country has been invaded by the largest nation on earth with the world's second biggest army. Missiles rain down on your cities. The country's infrastructure is emasculated and more than 10 million people are displaced. I'm of course talking about Ukraine. Now, Tasmania could not be any further from the war zone, but the consequences of the war have been felt even here through rises in petrol prices and some food items, but perhaps most of all through the arrival of displaced Ukrainians. Now, Tasmania has a long history of Ukrainian settlement with the Ukrainian Association of Tasmania celebrating its 70th anniversary in 2020. And this small but established community has been instrumental in helping these new arrivals adjust to their new life. Anna, who arrived last year with her husband Oleg and young child Nazari, is one of those new Ukrainians. And she has very kindly agreed to tell her story and share a bit about how she's bringing a little of Ukrainian culture to Tasmania and also using her art to support Ukraine at this most challenging time in its history. I was born in USSR, in Russia region, because my father uh, is military. And that period of time, um, if you work for military, you need to move. And these directions can be different. It can be different city, different country. And that's why my mother um, follow my father, because she support him a lot. And that's why I <laughs> was born in uh, Russia. But my grandmother, grandfather from Kyiv uh, originally. And after I have been living in Kyiv since three years old. Did your, all your family live close by? Or, I mean, how, many, how big was your family? Mm-hmm. Family in Kyiv, we were very close because we lived together uh, with grandmother and grandfather, mother, father, and my sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, my sister is younger than me uh, in four years, so we were very close. And my mother uh, is a teacher, and she has experience uh, 40 years in teaching. But also she uh, has a psychology uh, degree, and uh, now she is working with ch- children with some disability of speaking. Mm-hmm. And she, I know that she helped uh, a lot of children uh, and they start speaking after her lesson, after her mentoring and her help. So she do, she is doing uh, her great job right now. Mm. When war started, she didn't, uh, she can go to pension, so she can be mm. retired, but yep. she's still working. She's still working and help children. And I know that children loves her, <laughs> love mm. her. Yeah, they, they uh, give her uh, every time hugs and mm-hmm. um, I know that many uh, her students uh, every year they return to school for special day first of sent- September it's um, start of uh, school day, school day um, and every every year they visit my mother and bring her some flowers and just say thank you yeah that, that, that reminds me of um, a little bit of my own experience that I wanted to explain for people listening. One thing that really surprised me in Russia, and I believe it was the same in all the USSR, was the how much respect there was for teachers. And you had International Teachers Day. It was a really big thing 
I remember going into the, we used the public school after hours and we used the staff room and we walked into the staff room, it's just full of flowers and mm -hmm. all the students will give you chocolates and all, <laughs> or flowers. It would never happen here. <laughs> so I thought that was a really amazing um, cultural or difference. Yeah. Yes, it's true. Uh, we try to appreciate uh, help and, and uh, teacher's experience because teacher is very important. People in your life after parents, of course. And I imagine at this time it's even more Im important and I've, um, with people's lives so disrupted. I think I saw, I've seen some um, TV programs showing how, how the kids are learning in underground, in yes. Khakhiv. Yes, and my mother said that uh, when they have situation with children, when they need go to um, to special like underground place, she was surprised how children can uh, can imagine different situations and can uh, be not involved in that awful thoughts about bomb about war. They try to uh, and teachers, of course, teachers can organize all the activities for children like reading some plays some performances and this is really hard job because you can help children not to be involved in the world in this way it's important uh, psychologically as well isn't it yes it's very uh, good for mental health yeah. um, to do something together when this happens and it's very good to have very confident adult near you like teacher that can help you <laughs> So when you were at, at high school, did you have some uh, idea or conception of, of what you might do in the future? Of course, you have a lot of dreams. Yeah. <laughs> when you, I was younger um, and I was a teenager, uh, I always loved painting. Painting, I, I, I'm doing painting since, since five years. I mean, like professional painting, when you have some lessons uh, from teachers and when you attend some classes after school since five years old. Also, I try dancing, swimming, so I had a lot of hobbies. Yeah. So I try a lot of things, good things. <laughs> <laughs> and I had two dreams, like for future, what? what kind of profession I would like to, to be. And I, I was dreaming about be a counter. <laughs> oh, uh, a counter. Because uh, that time in my mind, I, uh, I imagine that a counter is a very um, expensive <laughs> profession. So you can get, like, have a lot of money. I don't know why I thought about this. Uh, yeah, and another uh, profession that I... I'm I was thinking is it was an interpreter, mm -hmm. interpreter because it was interesting for me how people can communicate and how I can I can help people to communicate to communicate and understand each other. But I always love painting. When you finished school, did you pursue that sort of art direction further? Uh, no. After school, I decided to go to the college. And uh, I decided to receive my first degree, and it was college with programmer degree. So I'm programmist. <laughs> also, um, programmer, you mean like computer programmer? Yes, computer programmer. 
I can do this, but I don't like it. It's a little boring for me and I'm not uh, confident in this. So mm-hmm. I know that I can do this in future or if I will learn more about this, but I don't like to do this. But it was a good start while I was in college and I study programming. I learned web design. Mm-hmm. It was my decision. Uh, because it was interesting for me how do I create some pl- some banners for v- websites, uh, some banners for offline, like for magazines, for newspaper. And I took some professional lesson and course and uh, I learned how to do this. And after um, my first degree, I had a work and this work was with web design. One year I worked after college. Uh, I spent time working at... Um, and have experience in web design offline and online. Uh, but after one year, I recognize uh, that I want more. I need more bigger degree. And mm-hmm. I chose Kiev Polytechnical University. It's one of the biggest, one of the famous university in Ukraine. And uh, I decided to go and learn marketing because I like marketing. It's very interesting. Uh, theory because you need to know everything Mm -hmm. you need to know people you need to know psychology you need to know market you need to know your competitors uh, and you need to to learn every time you need to learn because market is change every time Mm -hmm. Uh, I did uh, I did marketing and I I get my bachelor degree in marketing and I start uh, working like marketer after four years experience I learned a lot about digital marketing about email marketing so all these things and uh, of course uh, web design because uh, in this company we focus on ux uh, we focus on customers and uh, i knew how to um, how to get a real really pretty website (music) this uh, job uh, finished when i was uh, on maternity leave with nazari Yeah, I decided to focus on Nazari's born and I I decided to be more calm without stress because it's special moment and it can be only once in your life. I mean, when you're waiting for your baby and um, I decided to leave company. Yes. And I was focusing on Nazari and I really enjoy my maternity leave. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I really enjoy this emotion, this uh, period of life. But when Nazari was one year old, I started th- thinking about my future, like my personal future. And and that time, uh, you know, it's a very important time when you can change because um, you have some ideas how that you want to change. But I, I didn't know exactly what I want. And one day I searched for some present for my friend and I found some sp- interesting art that I didn't see before and um, I started looking on it because it was very uh, attractive and then I read that it this is Ukrainian folk art Samchikivka. I was very surprised and um, I started learning more, searching more about this style and it was inspiration and I decided to to learn this style and I chose uh, my teacher Olga Mashevska and it was a coronavirus also you oh, you okay. can't yeah you can't go anywhere so you you have time to sit at home um, yeah if you have good internet and it was online course and I had all the materials <laughs> at house first I tried to do this by myself 
because I'm confident I can do this. I know all techniques. Okay, I'm looking and I realized that it was not really that style. So I decided to learn and I learned this style and now I can create and I can um, create art in this style. And where, like, where did you go from there with, with it? Like, did you decide that's what I'm going, going to do? Well, yes, it was like, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes you have ideas from your mind, but it was ideas from your, my heart. Mm-hmm. I recognize this. I just decided to find teacher and learn this style. And my family, uh, my husband, Oleg, and uh, my son helped me to do this because, like, uh, my husband can be with my child while I learned this. And like, how long? How long did you study for it before you um, felt confident? I suppose. Good question. It was not very uh, long course, but not very short for art course. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably three or four months, but every week it was different lesson with homework and with some criticism from teacher. Okay. <laughs> I'm really appreciate uh, any critics from uh, criticism from my teacher, and always I ask for this. I just mm-hmm. no, I don't like. I like like when my teacher said, "Oh, this is very good work." Okay, I said. Okay, teacher, could you please tell me what can I do better? Or what, what is wrong with this? <laughs> I just ask for this question because she is like professional and it's good to know. And this is very good for your learning, for, yeah. for your level up. And uh, in the end of the lessons, I remember a situation when my teacher said me some criticism about some elements, but I was confident um, on that period of time. I can and um, explain why I did this. And from that period of time, I, I felt that I'm confident and I can, when you can explain your artwork. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's, it shows you more confident and you can learn it. You, you understand the style. And so was it your idea or um, plan to become an artist full time? No, it was not my idea that time. I just decided to learn that style for myself. Okay. I didn't know wh- how I can implement that style. I just okay. decided to learn because I, I want, I wanted to know that style. I wanted to paint something uh, on gate or. On that period of time, I didn't have an idea to have some money from art. It was yep. just for soul. When I was confident, and I learned the style, I start make some present with this style. I remember that I mm, made, it was in Ukraine, greeting cards, big greeting cards on canvas paper for my uh, father with a poem for my father. So I, I decided to decorate my, uh, my gifts for my family. One of the values of my family was reading and we, uh, we had a big uh, library at my house with a different kind of books like um, my grandfather uh, loves more fantastic like science fiction book my mother lo- uh, loves detecti- detective uh, Agatha Christie and <laughs> okay. uh, another one and uh, I like tales <laughs> I remember that I had a big a big a book with probably thousands of tales and all these books was with a graphic illustration so it's mm-hmm. interesting every time to to look and explore and also my family loves attending museums 
So I can answer <laughs> for your question that my family was very intelligent and uh, they grow in inside me just this feeling to describe something via uh, words uh, mm -hmm. and via arts. And uh, uh, another little um, addition for, for your question is I remember that my parents always wants me to try something new. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I attend dance classes, uh, swimming pool, some sports classes and art classes. And I really appreciate this when you can try everything you can choose which one you like tell me about the circumstances behind leaving ukraine and you know the build-up to that we had everything in ukraine you know we had an apartment but first we have support from family because our family stay in uh, ukraine and we had an apartment we had an car uh, we plan our lives so my husband ha had to work i was on maternity leave and so what was your husband doing what was his work uh, he had some business with handymans he managed all handymans so he can spend time with family and it was great time uh, we can travel we can enjoy ukraine traveling on ukraine and outside ukraine and when uh, my husband like to listen news and analyze news and uh, before war started he analyzed situation and he suggested for the family to leave ukraine uh, we decided to travel uh, before and it was like um, uh, we decided very quickly <laughs> after his prognose we didn't know exactly but uh, when you read news about some military activity with uh, south end of military <laughs> and uh, big army and we have some we had some predictions that it can be it can happen mm -hmm. uh, that's why uh, we we took our backpacks and just a baby car for nazari and we left ukraine and we moved to portugal and first we were there like tourists and the news about war we found us there so when you when you left mm -hmm. did you expect to be going gone for a long time it's uh, it's also interesting question because we had some prediction we didn't have some um, we can't uh, we can't say the time that um, it was 50-50 you know yeah <laughs> we have some predictions that it can be we, we, we were not ready for this. We didn't have some documents with us, necessary documents. We didn't like yeah. do the things that you predict before this happened. But we we did, we can't say that it everything will be okay. Something like this. So I suppose it's like you're seeing dark clouds on the horizon. It's like, oh, we better get get out of here. Yeah, but you don't know how bad the storm is going to be. Yes, yes. Uh, what you describe is very bright. It's very clear <laughs> about this. Yeah, and you prepare some umbrella, but you don't know when. <laughs> but you don't like lock your. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't expect your house to get blown over. Yes. You you left uh, as a precaution, not thinking not, not thinking you're going to be gone for mm -hmm. a long time. Yes. 
uh, and uh, the news about uh, war uh, found us in Portugal and um, uh, my husband just opened the door and said the third war is starting. Wow. Yes. I, it was in the morning and I didn't uh, understand this uh, point. I started reading news and uh, it, was sho- it was shocked because I can't believe. Three days I can't believe in this. Uh, I just hold my ha- my telephone and I can't um, close it because every news you can read, read, read and district, you know all the dif- districts what, what uh, news talking about. You know all these places, and you. Oh, just now, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling this, and I remember my feelings because it was unbelievable that yeah. that this can happen with my family, with my country, with my people, and it was really shocked. After uh, we start to call our um, relatives and of our friends, and our relatives when the war started was in Kiev. And uh, my husband uh, suggest and um, like very hard suggest to uh, move f- them from Kiev because Kiev like uh, is a main goal for invasion. <laughs> mm. I think you know you don't know what you should do, but yeah. you can suggest something. And my husband suggest to leave Kiev. And yeah, after his words, my parents, my grand grandmother and mother and sister left um, Kiev to more close um, I have to say to country we have it's we have tra- yeah uh, in the village we have house uh, to be safe and was that your um, in-laws pl- um, place no, no it was another place okay. it was my um, parents uh, place near Kiev 100 kilometers from Kiev it's more safety place because this is also a little village but close to uh, to Kiev, one hundred kilometers. And, and at that, that time, what did what did you think was going going to happen, or, or what did people think was going to happen? Uh, it's hard to imagine. It's hard. Um, it's time when you don't know what will happen the next minute. Yeah. That's why I can't. Um, I, I keep this telephone and read any news and uh, to be on touch with family. To be on touch with uh, situations what happened, so and you can't change this. Yeah. Even if you're in Kiev in an, in uh, Ukraine, it's it's hard to change something when this happens. And uh, we start to thinking about um, what what will be the next. We can't return to home just now because yeah. we understand that um, <laughs> it will be uh, like mm, more longer period of time so we decided to choose country but we can't stay in Portugal because um, it's not our country mm-hmm. it's uh, another language it's hard to um, English I start uh, I learn um, I start learning from school so uh, for me it's easy to learn English instead of Portugal yeah uh, for my husband he also decided to learn English <laughs> and we didn't have connections in uh, Portugal. Okay. So we we had uh, we have friends in uh, Hobart, Tasmania. Okay. And we decided to and friends said of us uh, that uh, Hobart has Ukrainian community, mm-hmm. and they invite us here, and uh, we chose Hobart because Hobart is far 
from uh, war. It's also far from other country, from relatives, from mm -hmm. <laughs> from everything that you love. But it's a safety, good, safe, uh, safe place for future for son. Yeah, and that's a really important thing. And uh, I mean, actually, the the Ukrainian uh, community here is one of the oldest. I mean, outside the British migrant, but non-English speaking. Oh, Mark, migrants. when I when we came. I didn't realize that uh, Hobart has so strong and united community. Yes, of course, it's not big community, but it's very united and community helped us a lot to settle in. Special first time when you don't know everything, you don't know how to fill Medicare form, for example. Because yeah. when I saw 100 questions, more than 100 questions, I was really surprised and I was shocked. And did you know much about Tasmania before you came here? Of course, I know. <laughs> I know about uh, Tasmanian devil. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's all. <laughs> That's all. Because I, I didn't, uh, I don't need that ex uh, this um, information before because we didn't plan to to move it was a very quickly decision and of course we thought about future uh, we thought that this is safety place uh, where we can get support first from government because we need some kind of visa to be here and second from community from people uh, that's why we decided uh, to choose tasmania yeah. We didn't know that Tasmania is so beautiful. So, yeah, Hobart special. You can see mountain in your from your window. You can see water. And when I first saw Hobart, uh, when we landed in Hobart, I saw hills. I saw pine tree, pine tree, and I saw rivers and lakes. And I said. Oleg, it looks like Ukraine. <laughs> yes, and I first saw Hobart. Hobart also have two sides. Yeah. Uh, we have German river and two sides of river. And they said, look, it looks like Kyiv. <laughs> <laughs> what were your uh, sort of initial or early experiences? What were some of the challenges that you experienced? Oh, the challenges. First of the challenges is language. Uh, for me personally, it was hard, but I learned English before, but I didn't have a speaking practicing. I can, re I could uh, read, and I could write with a Google translator. Yeah, but I didn't speak. Even speak via phone was really complicated for me. If I remember my first time when I need to speak with uh, some organizations, it was really hard. I asked someone to speak for me. Now I'm more confident, okay, yeah, yeah. I can do this, but I can't believe now that I can't do this previously. For my husband and for my son, for them was really complicated because my husband uh, previously knew only yes or no, <laughs> because he didn't uh, need this before, because in Ukraine he worked from the, on the local market and that's all. My child also knew only cat, dog, something simple, some colors. Yeah. And when Nazari first time heard some conversation between people, it's now a network, he asked, Mommy, what's it talk about? Mm. I, don't, I don't understand. And <laughs> I was um, really disappointed of this, but it's, it's time, it's yeah. time to learn. So 
English, it's a first <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> but we um, realize that we need to learn English because it's community language. Uh, another thing is in new country, everything is different, especially in Australia. Uh, economic system systems is different. Rental system. Rental system is, <laughs> I think, the second difficulties because procedure is really hard. Procedure to find to find apartment on house is hard, and we didn't know this before. Uh, another system is um, educational system, because for childcare you need to, you need to pay in Ukraine. Uh, it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. And child can stay from eight to five, so you can work full time. So we have different systems. Yeah, and Medicare, yeah, Medicare form and this procedure. And every procedure with visa is really complicated when you need to wait some decision. But I'm really thankful for uh, Australian people and for Ukrainian community who help us to, uh, to learn more about all this um, system and about how to settle. And have you met many other Ukrainians who came at a similar time? Uh, yes, uh, because we have a Ukrainian uh, lunch every month. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, it's more often. So, And on this event you can meet another Ukrainians. And, uh, but previously we met a lot of people on rally because we attended mm-hmm. rally every Saturday and uh, first rally, not first, it was usual rally near town hall every day oh, and yeah. afternoon. And we attend and on this rally you can meet um, Ukrainians and you can communicate and you can meet Ukrainians from different uh, cities. <laughs> so yeah, I know another also Ukrainians who came after the war. Yeah, some of them it's mother, um, some of them is mothers with ch- children. When I came, I found that uh, Tasmania has Ukrainian community and this is great. But I also am very thankful for Ukrainian community who was here a long period of time, who keep all traditions before war. So in any situation, they keep these traditions and they grow together, they have some events and this is great. That's why they now like our community now can support Ukraine. <laughs> this is amazing. And I agree with you that this is very good for Ukrainian community because now Ukrainian community grows and people come and this is um, more younger people, if we can say this, and with children. And many uh, people from community, many displaced people from Ukraine, I know that they uh, decided to stay in Hobart, in Tasmania. Our family, yeah, we, we also decided to stay in, in uh, Tasmania because we, we thought, uh, we are thinking about Nazari's future. Yeah. So Nazari will be a part of Ukrainian community in future. And this is, uh, I think, um, it's good for community. What was it like for your husband to adapt considering his English was a lot less than yours? <laughs> it's another story <laughs> about uh, uh, he did really well uh, he still learned English, uh, but now he is more confident. Uh, first time I helped him 
to do something, to speak with people. I was uh, his interpreter. And also, we have a very good friend, Michael, and uh, he, is, uh, he was a teacher in Dominic's school. And now we celebrated uh, previous months, we celebrated one year that Michael, uh, teach, Michael is teaching Oleg every week. He came to uh, he um, come to our house and teach Oleg English. Michael is our good friend <laughs> mm -hmm. now. Uh, now Oleg is more confident. He still mm -hmm. has a lot of mistakes, like <laughs> like me also. Uh, but he is more confident. He can speak by phone. He can use sometimes Google Translator, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> but he can understand people uh, now, and he can speak. Try to speak with them and people. Magic, they can understand, <laughs> but he still need to practice and learn. So he attends his course in TAFE. And so, what's he doing now? Now he can uh, he couldn't find job like full time job uh, or casual job. So he decided to open his uh, solid trader, and he is doing gardening now. <laughs> And uh, another thing that I found that people in uh, Hobart in Tasmania uh, loves art mm -hmm. because uh, in a little uh, in little village uh, can be art gallery and I think this is great because art is a part of culture and you can uh, and if you have interaction with art if you can observe art it will be your, your culture level will be a little higher and you can you can learn something new something interesting i start painting some chikivka art uh, probably on next week when we arrived so first week was really like stressful like we tried to change our time <laughs> uh, but next week i just go to shop buy some supplies and start painting and uh, today i showed you <laughs> i showed you my first painting it was greeting cards uh, handmade greeting cards with acrylic and it was um, like connections like um, things that i can support ukraine first myself i can support by myself because when i'm painting i feel uh, only good emotions I feel happiness and calms, <laughs> but uh, then I start, ah, it was situation in Bucha, in Irpin, and one of a friend, Serhii, he, he needed, his uh, parents uh, needed some help, and I started painting uh, for, for him to, um, to fundraise money for his family. And I start with greeting cards, they was painted by hand. It, mm -hmm. it was difficult. I didn't know how to organize this process. I just painted. Later, I print. I, I asked how I can like uh, do some duplicate, some printing more because I can't spend a lot of time to paint one card. And uh, I found a shop where you can print. It's Office Works. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I had more cards and um, yeah, we donated to Serhi that. And I realized uh, also I present that cards for a uh, community for friends and i saw that people interested in this mm -hmm. like me they also like look at this and feel uh, emotions and 
start asking me what is this what is type of style because for them it was new it was mm. something different from another part of the world and their feelings their feedbacks they inspiring me to create more mm -hmm. and thinking how i can emphasize this how i can do this more how i can create more and also uh, it was uh, my way and still is my way to support ukraine because i started from a little uh, level with greeting cards i start popularize <laughs> how to say popular <laughs> popularizing popularizing thank you uh popularizing uh culture because ukrainian community didn't know about this style okay so i, I tried to <laughs> to explain more and i decided to paint canvas and this is my first canvas the dance wow. of the dragon yeah canvas in tasmania and i found that this my style changed because it's another environment in other situations in other another culture environment and yeah. natural environment so my style is still um some chikivka but it's different some chikivka when i I, I saw this when I recognized this. I decided that this is great experience. This is a unique experience, and I I need to keep doing this. And oh, and of course, support from friends and feedbacks from friends. It's it was important. And when I start creating more, I found more in this style. I found very interesting things that I didn't see before. Uh, it's also about a story that you can tell with this style. Mm. And I found new animals that I didn't mm, see before on my art. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, and I start to share this and people, when people mm, also um, can see this, it's amazing <laughs> because they feel um, very positive emotion because they discover something new for themselves. And so you had some exhibitions in Hobart? Uh, yes, I had. First exhibition was a message uh, for peace. It was organized by... Um, uh, uh, sorry, can I... Um, a hunter in Island Press. Hip. Um, and they... Um, uh, in, in, invited me to join them mm -hmm. and I prepared some prints for that exhibition and uh, they did a very great job because they produced some cards and um, fundraising money and uh, uh, donated money to Crisis Apparel so it was very good initiative and very uh, supportive initiative for, for me <laughs> like an artist so tell me about your Salamanca store and how that began. In Ukraine, uh, Samchikivka art was my hobby. It was just for fun, just for keep tradition. Mm, but in Australia, I start to do this more professionally. First, it was special for gift for my, mm, my friends, for community. But one day, uh, I saw that Salamanca market is attra very attractive for art and uh, I saw a lot of art there. It was unusual for me because in Ukraine we have product market and we didn't uh, have art on that market. Okay. <laughs> 50 years every Saturday, craftsmen from all Tasmania 
came to Salamanca and sell their products. It's amazing. It's amazing because this is this place connect all <laughs> Tasmanians and people can buy something, uh, some good things there. Yeah, it's a really iconic place and uh, every tourist uh, I think must visit it. <laughs> Sorry, it was my dream to be there because it's a great, great opportunity to communicate with people uh, and really get feedback about your art mm, and yeah. see emotions if you, your art can um, produce some emotions for people. So it was my main idea and my main uh, dream. This way was not uh, simple. I started from Signet and from Hoonville Market and I was really happy when Salamanca managers approved my applying and also, I'm really thankful for Jill, who have a stall, a big stall on Salamanca market. She sell, uh, she is selling for on Salamanca. Twelve years. It's hard to imagine. When I knew this information, I was really surprised. Uh, but also, I was surprised by by her uh, generous, um, because she was the first who shared with me her style on Salamanca. Mm -hmm. So I just need to put my art products to create my art products. And I had a little, I had a space on her style. And it was really great support. And because this is your real experience on Salamanca. Um, after this, I was happy to receive approval from Salamanca managers and uh, to be a casual stall holder and now I have my own stall and uh, I can manage it and I can put um, products or products that I can create and this inspired me to create more mm -hmm. and share with people. I was surprised how many uh, people I can meet from um, another cities. Um, from and in other countries, of course, yeah. and uh, how many Ukrainians I can meet uh, from uh, Melbourne, from uh, Sydney, from big cities, from mm. mainland, and every time it's really good connections. And I saw the emotions, how they. Uh, it's hard to <laughs> to explain, but they feel some. This is traditional style, and this is very recognizable style, and people from. Uh, Special mm -hmm. from Eastern Europe, uh, Poland, uh, Slovenia, Slovakia, Romania. Uh, they always try to ask about this style. And because for them, they shared with me that it looks like their native style. And now I call on Salamanca, I call the style like Eastern Europe style. <laughs> they called. I hear it a few times and now I, yeah. I share it. And I also like to ask them, what do you see on this art because mm. it's amazing a chance to grow uh, their answers and uh, have this feedbacks and it's interesting because it's like multicultural survey <laughs> yeah and uh, people from asian countries they also on freedom to be yourself they see tigers usual usual uh -huh, tigers yeah, yeah. some owls or bird people from eastern europe usually saw butterfly or birds or fish so it's depend on your country background of your nationality sometimes yeah. so it's interesting <laughs> for me to understand this <laughs> also culture yeah. and thank you very thank you for <laughs> this question yeah uh, cu cuisine in ukraine it's different because 
people try to um, cook uh, at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very unusual when you go to a shop and buy something that you can just put to the microwave. Usually, you you spend a lot of time on the kitchen <laughs> on your cuisine, and um, we have another tradition to have a lunch. Our lunch is more not uh, not simple. Uh, we have first usually it's soup and um, or borscht because mm-hmm. borscht it's not a soup, and we have second. Usually it's some garnier with some meat and salad. So we have very, uh, very good lunch. <laughs> we call it obit. And breakfast can be different. And also uh, dinner when family grows together and have some dinner. It's very special time when you can ask about how was your day today and share this uh, with your family. And a lot of families have little house in the country mm-hmm. so all these products is natural for my family yeah we, we also have has a little house and th- this is from your garden from your ground so you know what you eat it's very important because this is very healthy food and we love potatoes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> only in Tasmania I recognize how Ukrainians love potatoes and sour cream and meat potato we can eat in different dishes it can be roasted potato it can be smashed potato it can be pancakes with potatoes and we love uh, different kinds of soups and yeah we love salads salads with mayonnaise but different different kinds of salads and another interesting thing about food uh, as we have cold winter period of time when you can't uh, grow in everything you need to be prepared for this winter and <laughs> every summer you conserve <laughs> starting from berries and yeah. you start to conserve all gro- um, all vegetables yeah and and put them to them yeah yeah in the uh, ground containers. special no not really containers it's a special uh, place underground where you can keep your products oh okay like a, like a cellar but yeah, like a cellar, yeah, yeah, but for vegetables and for conservations. So when uh, uh, friends come uh, to our house, to, I try to prepare Ukrainian traditional dishes. And um, because this is also, uh, you, can, uh, you can hear some stories, but also you can taste some food. Yeah. And you can recognize how different this food is from your food. <laughs> and this is also a good connection. I, re- I sort of thought a lot of people won't really know what Ukrainian cuisine is. A lot of people, of course, heard of borscht. Um, uh-huh. <clears throat> also, we have uh, vareniks. Uh-huh. Vareniki. Uh, it looks like dumplings. And it can be with different um, fillings. It can be uh, potatoes, cabbage, meat. And it can be sweets, like uh, I really like uh, varenics with strawberries and with cherries, but with sour cherry. It's not sweet. It's also, um, it's interesting taste. <laughs> um, and varenics very different. And usually you serve this uh, dish with uh, sour cream. Mm. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> and um, also... Another national dish is um, holubtsi. It's cabbage roll. Ah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, in the in village, um, people always cook 
a big, big, <laughs> massive, <laughs> um, massive uh, pan and uh, pot. Pot, pot with uh, any dishes, <laughs> and uh, special uh, with holopsy, it can be big, uh, big pot, and you can prepare this all day, or half of day. Um, but you can eat it uh, two or three days. It's very hard to explain about Ukraine just via words. But I try to explain that Ukraine is an independent country with a lots of resources. And I start to, to describe that Ukraine has ground, Ukraine has fields. Uh, Ukraine has a uh, mountain, Ukraine has uh, two seas, Ukraine has rivers. So Ukraine is a very rich country, but not economically, but um, with resources country. And this is one thing. And another thing that I tried to explain that people in Ukraine, it's very brave and creative. I tried to explain that we are the same uh, because we also love our children. <laughs> mm. uh, we also love our parents. Uh, we appreciate our teachers. Something is the same. We, we all <laughs> uh, yeah. we all in love in the main things. In, and families, family love, family, uh, when family grows together, it's very important uh, for Ukrainians. Uh, these three things I try to emphasize in any conversation. Живе, живе вільна Україна, хай живуть, живуть вічно косаки, хай світе, хай світе, червона калина, нехай зинуть вороженьки на вічні віки, нехай зинуть вороженьки.